Alrighty then, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Privacy Please. I'm your host, Cameron Ivey, and with me today is myself, Cameron Ivey. I'm in quarantine like most of you, so let's do another blogcast. Here we're going to talk about educating students and staff on remote data privacy practices. This is the 10 data privacy tips for staff and students in education. It's likely that your campus is currently empty and students are now finishing their semester online. Your staff is probably working remotely, so as an IT administrator, you've had a lot of decisions and solved a lot of problems in the past few days. But with all the challenges of the last week, stressing privacy and security to your staff and students may not have made your to-do list. While data privacy is top of your mind, your now remote worker students and employees are new to the game. Because your education institution will undergo audits for PII in the future, it's imperative that everyone associated with your school follows all policies and regulations. With all the current challenges and unexpected costs, your higher education institution does not need to get fined for privacy issues. Communicating privacy tips to students and staff. Your students and staff are currently wadding through a mountain of information and worries, so you need to carefully craft your message about privacy. Here are five tips to help you get your message about the importance of privacy across to students and staff. Number one, be clear and direct. Your first line of communication should be an official email outlining your policy. Give clear guidance on how to handle sensitive data while working remotely, and just as importantly, what not to do. Keep this email simple and scannable. Number two, use social media. Your students and staff are turning to social media for information about what to expect in coming weeks, as well as official information from your university. Create several social media posts for each channel, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for your social media manager posts. Number three, get creative. You want your students and staff to pay attention to your message and social posts, so have some fun to catch their attention. Create a few funny videos about privacy, or design a meme, or four. The more interesting and attention-catching your posts are, the more likely it is that your students and staff will share with their friends, which mean more students will see your messages, and they may even garner publicity from potential students. Number four, remind early and often. Remote learning and working is likely going to be the new normal for the foreseeable future. And you'll need to continue repeating the privacy message in the coming weeks. As the new norm becomes the everyday standard for many people, they may revert to old habits and become lax about privacy. And number five, provide next steps for questions and concerns. Your students and staff may have questions about how to handle a specific situation or concern about how a fellow student or employee is handling sensitive data. Tell them who you can contact for help and provide contact information. Think about the best channel for support, an email, live chat, or phone number. Preferably, offer all three. And now let's transition. What your staff and students need to know about data privacy. 
we know that you're overwhelmed with all the tasks involved with moving your entire campus online in a matter of days. So we've created a short set of instructions as a starting point for you to share with your students and staff. Number one, use a VPN for university-related tasks. Because all university-related information must be secure, use a virtual private network every time you log into your university email, server, or website. This service keeps all the information private and secure. Include specific information about how to access the VPN you want to use. Number two, do not log into unsecure networks, no brainer, such as those offered by coffee shops, or at family members' homes. While we recommend staying home, we know that you may need to leave your home. If you choose to go out, do not access any university-related information over a public internet connection. You should also not send information over an internet connection that's accessible by other people, such as connections at the homes of family members or friends. Number three, limit backups of devices. Every time you back up your phone or computer, you create another version of the data. While you should be backing up occasionally, in case you need to recover the data, each backup means more data to protect. Number four, use strong and unique passwords. Make sure that all your university-related passwords include letters, numbers, and special characters. We also recommend using both lower and uppercase letters. If you're using the same password for other accounts, now's a good time to create a unique password. And lastly, number five, do not click on any unknown links or download files from unknown sources. Criminals often try to capitalize on crisis, and it's likely you will receive emails or files from scammers. Often, fake or phishing emails mimic real companies and that type of email you are likely to receive. If you're unsure, contact the sender before clicking or downloading. Listen. By taking the time to carefully communicate with your students and staff, you can prevent hours on the back end dealing with privacy or regulation issues. The time spent communicating will more than pay off in the end. With many changes and new processes being developed in the weeks ahead, your students and staff are likely to be overloaded with information. Be sure to regularly remind employees of privacy processes. It's a tongue twister. As processes and needs change, be sure to consider privacy at every decision point along the way. By keeping your students and staff's private data with increased remote learning, your institution can avoid data privacy risk issues during this period of change. Lastly, let's talk about five data privacy tips for all remote workers. Your company is now, or likely soon will be, moving to remote work model. The last few days have been filled with lots of moving parts, establishing communication, making sure everyone has equipment, and revamping processes for remote work. With every new process or changed process, your company must make data privacy a top priority. By not protecting data privacy, your company puts the privacy of its customers, employees, and itself at risk. Not to mention the higher risk of non-compliance with any number of data privacy regulations. Many employees who may have not previously worked remotely are now using technology for transmitting data and communicating. Leaders must quickly educate and communicate data privacy regulations and best practices for employees working from home. Consider creating a short guide or an email to send to all employees. To make sure your employees have seen and read the privacy guidelines requires some type of acknowledgement, such as a signature or email reply.
Protect your employees' and customers' privacy by taking the following steps. Number one, use a VPN for all work-related tasks. As a company, you should provide a VPN for all employees to use for all business tasks, including using cloud-based programs, working on cloud-based documents, and sending emails. Create a short tutorial on using the VPN and write up an FAQ to help employees self-troubleshoot. Number two, do not log on to unsecure networks such as coffee shops or public wireless networks. While most people should be staying at home, it's possible that employees may not follow the advice and head to the coffee shop to work. Educate employees that if they choose to go out or to someone else's home, that they should not use public wireless networks for any work-related activities. Number three, limit opportunities for eavesdropping, both virtual and voice. Make sure that employees know not to leave their computer monitors, either desktop or laptop, unattended in public places or even in their own homes. While you trust the people in your house, visitors or workers in a public place could view unattended screens because many conversations that previously took place in person will now be phone conversations or conference calls. Remind employees to make sure all sensitive conversations take place behind closed doors. That sounds real confidential. <laughs> Number four, be aware of scams. Unfortunately, scams tend to increase during times of crisis, as I mentioned previously. Criminals want to take advantage of companies and employees who want information. Everyone, including your employees, is more likely to fall victim during this time. Remind employees of standard best security practices such as not clicking on unknown links, not downloading questionable files, and using secure passwords. We've talked about this previously. And number five, limit backups of devices. While at first this may seem counterintuitive, employees should be mindful of how often they back up data, such as downloading an email onto a personal computer or backing up files to a company data workspace on a personal device. While backups are necessary for data recovery, each backup results in additional data proliferation. Ensure that employees are instructed on data privacy and security best practices through virtual training and by instituting software that can discover and classify sensitive and personal data. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That is your 10 data privacy tips for staff and students in education and your five data privacy tips for remote workers. Since that's such a big thing now, seems like we might be sitting in this for a little while. So uh, let's stay positive, be optimistic, communicate with all your employers, your students, your staff, and uh, let's, let's stay above this. Thanks so much for listening to Privacy Please and being a part of this family and the show. If you have any ideas or questions or anything, topics you want us to go over, please, please, please send them my way, cameron.iv at spirion.com, and I'd love to, uh, to bring those on the show. Thanks again so much, and we'll see you next week. Oh, thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to Privacy Please. This podcast is brought to you by Spirion, protecting what matters most. Join us next week and every week as we delve into the intriguing world of security and privacy. You can email us at privacyplease at spirion.com and hit us up on our Twitter at privacyplspod. If you want to read more into these topics, check out our blogs on spirion.com. Again, I'm Cameron Ivey an all-around decent guy. Until next time.